Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode 12, brought to you by the Sport Gene of Into the Lab podcast, powered by Overtime Heroics and the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for week eight of the NFL. We have our panel of experts bringing the latest information straight to your ears. And like always, if you are a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. I'm the sports analyst leading you through today's Lab Power Hour, Ernest Silva, at the Sport Gene for those joining us on the airwaves and ready to get this show started from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas. If you've been following along, our experts from across the nation and across the country, as well as across the world, have been steering you to some great picks, some great laughs, and maybe some not-so-suitable-for-work humor. But tons of fun with sports analysis on this week's NFL matchups ahead. But before we get started on the latest buzz in our three-round segment, let's see who our panelists are for today's show. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world, which is Just Paul, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at SteelCurtainPEH, Paul. Hey guys, how's it going? Glad to be back this week. Our second panelist, a Falcons beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Another week, another episode of Falcons Depression, and you'll hear about more of that later. <laughs> Always positive, Miles. Our third and final panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fansided, host of Outside the Paint. Twitter handle at VMoneySports, our week seven champion, Vaughn Dale. What's up, guys? Happy to be back. It's the best season of the year. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Gotta love it. Yep, the trifecta going on, and then the uh, redheaded stepchild hockey <laughs> on as well. We're going to get started. It's some great NFL news in our round one segment. A special shout out to our panelists not joining us today, John Dixon and the great Steve Reisner and this sleepy headed Dre Rogers, who we think is just absolutely in slumber right now. So <laughs> when it comes to round one, we're going to start off with the great red, white and blue New England Patriots. And that is Mohamed Sanu. So we'll start with you, Miles, as you see a very dear friend leave your team and join the New England Patriots, the undefeated New England Patriots. Uh, how do you feel about that, and uh, and what is your analysis on this trade? Well, as a Falcons fan, I think a lot of Falcons fans saw this coming. We're paying Mohamed Sanu a lot of money. He's an older guy, and the way the team's going right now, 
these veteran guys we're probably going to see a lot of them get dealt over the over the till the trade trade deadline comes like Vic Beasley is looking to be gone Austin Hooper might even be gone but they've started the fire sale with Sanu and it was a good deal a second round pick was I was surprised because I remember they were shopping him at the draft a little bit and they tried to trade into the third round with Sanu but they ended up pulling the plug on that because they thought he was too valuable and um, apparently there were some rumors about a first rounder would have loved to see that but hey I'll take a second rounder any day it's a good deal for both sides obviously Mohamed Sanu is not a huge headline grabber but as a guy who's watched every Falcons game since Mohamed Sanu has joined the team I can tell you he's insanely clutch on third down he's super fun and on wildcat plays he can bomb the uh, the ball 50 yards down the field so a super exciting guy super reliable and this just really adds to an electric Patriots offense and I think Tom Brady's gonna love them now there's been some debate across uh, different sports channels that are saying will the fit last uh, or will the fit take a long time to to happen I think with Tom Brady and that offense I don't think it'll take a long time I think it'll fit in right in this week do you think uh, Mohamed Sanu will fit this offense like a glove, or do you think it'll take some weeks to affiliate him into the scheme? Uh, no, I think he'll fit in right away, because when he came over from Cincinnati, Cincinnati's more of a default team. So he came here, and he was more of a in-the-flats kind of guy or be running on the slants, sort of third-and-five kind of guy. So he's already got some experience in two different offenses, and going to the Patriots, which is not too much different from... They have sort of what the Falcons have been running lately. So I think he'll fit in right away. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and bring Paul in next. And Paul, I really wanted to get your analysis on Emmanuel Sanders, another trade that happened to a contender, 6-0 San Francisco 49ers, making a move same day the New England Patriots are. And um, he goes to, to the red and gold. So how do you feel about Emmanuel Sanders, and what does this do for the 49ers passing attack? Oh, I, I like the move for both teams, actually. I mean – the Broncos get a third and a fourth for a 32-year-old receiver. Um, they give up a fifth in Emmanuel Sanders. Um, the 49ers need a compliment in that attack. The run game is devastating, obviously, for them. But uh, they've been limited. Uh, Jimmy G can always use another weapon besides Kittle. Hopefully, this will open up like Debo Samuels. I mean, we've been waiting on him, you know, pretty much all year. Maybe that'll open that up for them. Uh, I, I like it for both teams. I, I think Sanders this week probably not too much, but uh, it shouldn't take him too long to catch on to what San Francisco is doing. Um, I would think it would be very similar to what they were running in Denver prior. Uh, so I, I think it's a good deal for both squads. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think the one thing that Sanders does is it re- it releases some pressure outside the box. I think they could stack seven, eight, really start to predict the run. And with Sanders, it gives you that play action person you can't keep up with. Kind of like that Deshaun Jackson edge that Philadelphia used to use him as. Sanders by himself is speedy. So um, I think the San Francisco offense is, is really going to open up. And we have breaking news coming at you people right here. Dre Rogers has joined the panel late. But Dre has awoken from his slumber, joining us from Bali, Indonesia. Dre Rogers. You got you guys said uh, eight eight a.m. or nine a.m. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Well, welcome back, Dre. I'm really excited that you are you are joining us, and luckily we didn't run too far away with the podcast. Um, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Let me bring in Paul. Now Breeze is coming back, and and uh, not Paul. I'm sorry, Vaughn. Let me go to Vaughn. Uh, Breeze is coming back, and and you have Teddy Bridgewater really leading this offense, even with Alvin Kamara having some hiccups with some injuries, and Jared Cook having some injuries. Drew Breeze is gone, and there was rolling Sean Payton just all smiles, um, which I think he's done an absolute wonderful job this year. What do the Saints do now that Breeze is coming back? I mean, in the first, who would have thought in the first place that Teddy Bridgewater would win five straight games for the Saints? Once Bruce Not this down. guy. Yeah, I mean, they beat the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the Bears, Bucks, and Jaguars. Some pretty good teams on that list. And, I mean, I don't think this is a, a Kyle Allen, Ken Newton type situation because we know Drew Brees is an elite quarterback and he could throw for 5,000 any year. Um, but I still think that they could be rushing Drew Brees back a little early. They have a bye week next week. Obviously, Arizona's red hot right now with three straight wins. But they have Atlanta and Tampa Bay out the, out, outside the bye week. So, you know, you don't necessarily need Drew Brees back this week, but it could be a tune-up game for him. And the, uh, the Saints have very good numbers against the Cardinals in recent years. High ankle sprains seem to be happening and popping up all over the league. I think running backs are just finding now the ability they can be very transparent with injuries that are keeping them, prohibiting them from being 100%. Uh, do you think Alvin Kamara comes back at full strength this week and, and aids this uh, Saints offense in Arizona? Well, for for my fantasy team, hope I, I really hope so. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that it, he will he would play this week. He should play this week. Uh, you know, you get Drew Brees back, and then you get Kamara back. You know, your one-two punch there, and then you know that frees up Michael Thomas outside and the rest of their weapons. Uh, it would be nice to get that all into full go before the week or for the bye week. You know, have them get one full game together, but same time, it's Arizona. They should handle him with Teddy Bridgewater after what he's done against all these other defenses. Perfect. And and some other late news in today was coming out of New England, and um, it said Josh Gordon will be put on the IR, and then he's not going to be on the IR, and then he's very upset about all of it. So uh, the news was after this new trade that they would have a very elite wide receiver core, and the worry was about uh, Josh Gordon's injury. At this point, we aren't sure and we don't have enough information to know if Josh Gordon is going to be put on the IR or not. Um, but uh, more news on that. And if you're a fantasy owner of Josh Gordon, keep a lot of heavy eyes on that because a lot of implications when it comes to his stats and, and that offense. I do have one last thing I'd like to throw at you guys. You know, with the NFL trade deadline uh, looming six days away, how are we feeling about this trade deadline? And I want you guys to give me one trade that if this team made this trade, they're automatic contenders. And I'm going to start with Miles on this. All right, let's think about this a little bit. But I'm going to go to Indianapolis, a team that's looking like they are going to go to the playoffs for sure. But I just don't think they have the team to beat the Patriots or beat, I mean, they beat the Chiefs already. So just the Patriots. Um, without some sort of X factor, some sort of explosiveness. Marlon Mack is good. Jacoby Brissett's been very consistent. Good wide receiving core. But let's up it up. Let's up the ante, all right? Let's put Melvin Gordon on this team. They got the draft picks to deal. They can give them some serviceable players back, which 
I mean, I'm sure LA would love. And I guarantee you, if they have Melvin Gordon, Marlon Mack, and Eric Ebron, and T.Y. Hilton, Jacoby Brissett's going to be very happy, and I believe this offense can start putting up 30 points a game. All right, so powers, powering up the AFC South champs right now for this year. Um, let me go over to Paul. Paul, who do you feel is is that team that could use that one trade to get them over the hump? I feel like the Buffalo Bills need to go out and get A.J. Green. They need a big play guy to complement John Brown. And maybe maybe that would be what would get Josh Allen more comfortable uh, with Gore and Singletary back healthy. And that defense, I feel like that, that could be something that puts them over the top. That's a good one. I, I, the Bills could give them an, an elite status on that offense. I think that defense is already right there. Can't compare it to the Patriots' defense this year. It's historic at this point. Um, one would argue that well, the, the competition isn't there, but you can't you can't mistake their performance. We all saw the Cowboys did against the Jets. So um, let me go over to Vaughn. Vaughn, who who would be that team that just needs that one piece, and what would that piece be? Well, we see all the receivers on the move right now. Another receiver I think that could be on the move and should be is Corey Davis. I think the team that needs a receiver the most right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're having so many problems. I mean, you saw Nelson Aguilar didn't even try and catch a long ball from Wentz when they were down. But the Titans have won two out of three games and Corey Davis scores. He just doesn't get the ball enough. He's a good receiver. I think the Eagles could definitely go after a guy like him and probably get him for a mid-round pick. Now, that's, a, that's a definitely a good one. I haven't even thought about Corey Davis. Um, and, and yeah, that, that, that would be phenomenal. Um, Dre, I, I didn't give you a ton of time to think about this one, but what do you think uh, about a team that could use one piece and get them over the hump? That's all right. Uh, I, I, I'd say the Green Bay Packers uh, call them Miami Dolphins, and you try to get uh, either Rashad Jones or uh, Xavier Howard. They've been uh, struggling a bit. Uh, against tight ends and I guess you need uh, somebody that could do that and you know the Dolphins are in fire cell mode so uh, I believe that would uh, help out that defense quite a bit actually I think any team for or, or one for should be looking at selling their pieces trying to get the future stable again um, especially through this draft it's going to be heavy with talent on the offensive side. Um, I've thought about this many different ways. A couple of rumors, of course, that that some teams have confirmed. You know, O.J. Howard to New England. I thought that was a good one. Um, I think that would help both sides if, if a second rounder was sent back to Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay has claimed they have they have plans for him, even though we haven't seen it. Um, but I have two, and and I'm not going to take any thunder from anybody. But but my first one is Cam Newton to Chicago. I think Mitch is a bust. And if you're going to ride Kyle Allen, if you if the Carolina Panthers upset the 49ers this week, I think you have to get as much as you can for Cam. And Chicago, although they don't have a ton of draft picks, uh, sending over something like Danny Trevathan um, or sending over a, a solid defensive player and the second round that they have left in 2021 um, over to uh, Carolina for Cam. Obviously, they're going to want first back. It could work something out. That w- that would be ideal. That would put that team into Super Bowl contention right away. The other one is Joe Mixon to Houston, and um, Joe Mixon's not going to be used properly in Cincinnati. That offensive line is terrible. 
Um, Joe Mixon to Houston makes a ton of sense for Houston to have a solid back that behind the line has proven he can be a top tier running back in the NFL. Um, and so those would be my two that would be pushing two teams into contender status um, at the trade deadline. Far fetched, but you know, that one trade, you never know. So, um, yeah, any comments on any of these trades? Anybody see any that would come to fruition? I really like uh, that AJ Green to Buffalo. I think that's super plausible and also just a perfect fit for him. Yeah, I think both teams can make that work, definitely. I, I, I definitely agree. You just never know with the NFL trade deadline. I, I could have sworn um, how much I knew he was going to stay a Falcon and then look at, look at that. He's gone. Well, and I, so. thought, I thought the Lions were going right. to <laughs> and apparently they're selling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And, 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 uh, and nothing yet, but I, I think I think there'll be a couple pieces from Detroit well, moving, um, I, even on the defensive side. Actually, Will Harris was a stud in college, so you know they, I, I heard that's the reason that they traded away Diggs because they want to give him a shot. Yeah, a lot of moving pieces. But let's get to some NFL analysis for this week right after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lap podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. We are back from that commercial break. Our round two is our primetime picks. If you're not familiar with the show, if you're a first-time listener, our primetime picks are those games that we feature in the of the week and that we like to talk about the most. So this week we have some doozies. We're going to start off with our Thursday night football game, and it's in Minnesota. 16-point favorites over the Washington Redskins. Let's go ahead and start off with Miles. Who do you have in this game and why? Wow, got to go to Minnesota, get embarrassed, and then go home. Uh, yeah, I think that's 16 points is a little high, but I mean, they put up zero points last weekend. The Vikings can put up one at 16, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Minnesota with this to cover the spread. Okay. Paul, what about you? Are you feeling the same way with the purple train? Yeah, kind of. Uh, it's a, kind of an interesting... Uh, quarterback matchup, you know. I think they both want kind of revenge on their old teams. Uh, you know, no ceiling for the, the Vikings. Uh, a little interesting set I found today is favorites of 14 and a half, 14 plus on Thursday nights or 5-1 against the spread. So, I, I mean, I liked Minnesota before. I think they just hammer Washington. I, I, I think Washington is lifeless right now and uh, on a short week, and I, I just I, I don't think they've even put up a fight against the Vikings. Okay, and Vaughn, what about you? What are you feeling on this game? Yeah, piggybacking off what Paul said, 
I try to find some, you know, trends that fit this game pretty well because Thursday night football can be hard to bet on sometimes. But the Vikings are four and one in their last four Thursday night, and Washington's two and five against the spread. Uh, they didn't score a game in the Mud Bowl against the, the 49ers. Kirk Cousins, his former team, Dalvin Cook's probably gonna get it going. Got it back the Vikings here at home on a short week. Very strong Viking opinions across the board so far. Dre, are you keeping that going? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been saying that, that the Vikings only play well at home, but they just went into Detroit and, uh, and beat them there. So, you know, they, Kirk Cousins might not be who we thought he was <laughs> or yeah, he, he is, but he, he's been getting lucky. <laughs> no, that's the funny. Vikings. He, he, uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Drew. No, no. <coughs> I was going to say uh, that, that Kirk Cousins not having his, his favorite weapon might be an issue this week. Probably not because they do have Dalvin Cook, and I believe they're just going to hand off to him, and they're going to hand off to Madison as well. So if, if you do need a running back for this week, you should go pick him up because both of them are going to run wild on the on the Redskins and they're going to and they're going to cover that minus 16. All right, wonderful. So, I'm going to keep that uh, Minnesota wonder going. I think the Vikings are going to have a pretty great day in the office at home. Um, one one thing I do know is that the team you play best against is your ex-girlfriend and uh, that 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 for for Case Keenum and for Adrian Peterson is the Minnesota Vikings. <coughs> I flirted with the spread on this one, uh, to be completely honest. Um, however, I'm going to take Minnesota with the spread um, just because they are at home. If this was in Washington, I probably would go against the spread for this game. Um, but Minnesota, I, I do believe, uh, Dre, exactly what you said, this was going to be a handoff game. I think there's going to be a lot of running backs kind of dwindling down that call because there's not going to be a lot of time. Um, so um, I'm going to pick Minnesota with the spread. Um, if I'm a fantasy football owner, um, I completely agree with having Dalvin Cook as, and, and, um, and the first name is Casey Madison as well on my team uh, to make sure because there will be double-digit points for both players um, in this game. So, uh, McCoy uh, not a bad start either. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Scary uh, yeah. They got shredded against uh, Marvin Jones. I mean, McCorn's not a bad start either. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I, I do believe this is going to be a a, a uh, Washington throwing all over the place and and Minnesota uh, using play action and running the ball most of the game. So should be should be what the strategy is on both sides. But yeah, Chad McCorn's going to be a good a good play this week. All right, so our our noon game yeah, for Sunday, our primetime pick is going to be Philadelphia visiting Buffalo. Buffalo, a one-and-a-half-point favorite to end the day um, over the visiting Eagles. I am going to start with Vaughn on this one. Vaughn, how do you see the Bills handling things at home, or are the Eagles going to fly? Man, I, I really believe the Eagles are in desperation mode after losing those two straight games. At Chicago... New England and Seattle up next. They have to get a win sometime soon. Uh, I'm going to back the Eagles this week. I'm probably going to regret it. 
for sure, considering that they're terrible against the spread. But taking the Eagles plus two and straight up this week. All right. For the Paul Parr, are you feeling the same? Eagles? Well, I want to check the injury report because if the Bills know a linebacker that Milana is out again this week, I kind of like Philly. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo at home, but if he's out, like, you saw the struggles it had against Miami last week. I mean, that was really a three-point game until Micah Hyde returned an onside kick. Uh, Josh Allen has not been playing well. I, what was he like? I don't know, 6 to 15 or something like that in the first half against Miami's awful secondary. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo straight up and to win at home, but I can see Philly winning this game. All right. Uh, Dre, are you feeling the same about a close matchup between these two teams? You know what? Uh, uh, before last week, I would have said no. I would have said that the uh, that the Bills would probably run away with this game, but yeah, just like uh, just like Paul said, you know they they struggled against the Dolphins, and and that's weird. But uh, you know the Bills are at home, and uh, they usually rise up when a team is playing good against them. I know we saw that against the Patriots, so. Uh, you know, with the line at one at one and a half, I I, I believe that's a, that's something doable for, for the Bills. So I'm just going to take the Bills and, and and they cover. Okay, Miles, are you feeling uh, the same about this being such a close matchup in Buffalo? Ooh, I mean, it could either be really big for the Bills or very close either way. Um, I didn't like how the Bills played last week. They played super sloppy against Miami. But I also think that's just an off week for them. You know, they came off a bye week, uh, had to go to Miami. You know, they probably slept on them. And then, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out and throws three touchdowns. And honestly, Miami could have won that game. They shot themselves in the foot with that uh, Preston Williams fumble in, like, their own 20 or whatever. And then Buffalo scored on that. And then the onside kick. So that game was super winnable for Miami towards the end. But, um, yeah, but I, I honestly think that was just a semi-off week for Buffalo, whether that be because of the bye or just sleeping on Miami. Uh, I, I, John Brown's going to have a huge game this week. Philly's secondary sucks. Uh, just comes down to can the defense stop Carson Wentz, and I think they can because, you know, like we were discussing earlier, these receivers don't want to play, really. They don't, Nelson Aguilar does not want to catch long balls. So I'm going to go with Buffalo in this game. All right, perfect. And <clears throat> last one comes down to me. And, and I, of course, got, I know the Philly uh, roster pretty well after our Cowboys destroyed them uh, last week. Uh, in case you didn't hear that, the, Cow- the Cowboys destroyed that deal's team. Um, but the uh, – and first place in the NFTs. But the, the uh... Buffalo <laughs> – the Buffalo Bills um, – I, I want to mimic, I don't remember who said it, but they play up to the competition, and then at home they play inspired football. And I I, th- I just think they're going to break the backs on tables of the Eagles um, all game long. And um, I'm going to take Buffalo easily covering the spread. I don't think this game is going to be nearly as close as you guys think it's going to be. Um, maybe in the beginning, maybe some fight from the Eagles. Money's answer some of the toughest part of their schedule. Um, but I Buffalo is going to be a better team at home. The defense... If I have to rate the defense compared to the Cowboys' defense, 
um, Buffalo's defense is better, and and they're 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 much more, in my opinion, elite than than this uh, Cowboys defense is. And the Cowboys ran all day. Now I know you're going to say division matchups kind of weird, um, and 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 all sorts of things happen division matchups, but talent wise, Buffalo is going to be there. So I'm picking Buffalo with the spread. I, I will uh, the, say, I, I will say I think Doug Peterson put way too much stress on them, saying they were going to go down and beat Dallas right after they lost the football game. You know, I don't think that that's <laughs> something that they should be considered like talking about right away. But I do think they've been a huge disappointment this year as well, and they could get blown out by Buffalo. I do agree with you on a lot of those points. Yeah, and 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 if that happens, Philadelphia is gonna. I mean, Philadelphia is gonna want Doug Peterson's head at that point. And you know, you know, how Eagles fans are. That's gonna be torture in the media for Doug Peterson if they go down to three and five. Um, <clears throat> yeah, tough time for Philadelphia ahead, and I say that with a smile. All right, so <laughs> New England uh, playing host to Cleveland is our next primetime matchup, the 3 o'clock game. New England, a 13-point favorite at home. Uh, rather low for a New England defense kind of dominating the competition, but I'm going to start off with Dre. How do you feel about the Pat Riot store, known as the Patriots, at home against the Browns? Dre, you alive? <laughs> Always with Paul super quietly yeah. in the background. He's dead. <laughs> now, 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 Dre, now Dre seeing both. Okay. All right. So, can, can you can you hear me? There you go. Wow. There you go. Hey, Dre, oh, he's back. For some strange reason, if my phone, uh, you know, the, if it turns off or if it goes idle, I, I, I get kicked out. So I guess That's I just weird. gotta. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So, Dre, who do you have in that matchup uh, between the Patriots and Cleveland? Patriots 13-point favorites at home. I'm just going to do a, a tribute to, to Steve. I'm just going to say, Patriots, book it. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Vaughn, you feeling the same way? You taking Patriots and book it? Yep. Patriots defense allowing 6.9 a game. Browns definitely can't score 20 on them. Book the Patriots. Booking it. We're going to keep that book train going. Miles, how are you feeling about the Patriots with the spread? As if I don't have to shit on Baker Mayfield enough, I'm going to shit on him some more here. Um, he's going to go to New England. He's going to throw about four interceptions. He's going to fumble like three times. He's going to look worse than Sam Darnold did. And, and Cleveland gets embarrassed before the first quarter is even over. <laughs> Tough time for Brown. You're going to see those paper bags come back. Paul, how are you feeling about this this matchup in the AFC? Also, I have three things wrote down. Bill Belichick versus Freddie Kitchens. Uh, <laughs> the Boogeyman yeah. versus Baker Mayfield. And teams off of Monday night versus teams off a of bye are 28-12 against the spread. The Patriots book it. Patriots book it. <laughs> <clears throat> so, to also pay tribute to the great Steve Reisner, I will say this will be our first sweet pick of the week. New England with the spread easily. Let me give a teaser to you all, though. New England defense against the Cleveland Browns or the Pittsburgh defense against Miami? Do you have both? New England. I have, I have both. 
New England. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's yeah, fucking garbage. It's going to give them yeah. touchdowns. Just keep riding the MVP of the year. Yeah, you can't bench the Patriots right now. <laughs> the Steelers' defense isn't even going to do that good this week. Like, Miami's going to yeah. put up points. Somehow, it's going to be a close so. game. I'd much rather have New England. Okay. Just had to, just had to run it by y'all. Just had to run it by y'all. Give me a teaser. All right. So, uh, my prediction, though, my fantasy prediction for this game is that Sony Michelle again has double-digit points and goes off for, for two touchdowns and 60 yards. I think he's going to have a big game against Cleveland. I don't think it was a, a sham last week. I see Sony really getting his touches this week. Book it. All right. So, we go over to our Sunday night football game. The Matt Moore, possibly Matt Moore-led Kansas City Chiefs play underdog to the visiting Green Bay Packers and the return of MVP Aaron Rodgers. How do we feel about this game? I'm going to start off with you-know-who, Dre Rodgers. Do the Packers go into Kansas City and dominate this week? What what what's the line set at? Four points. Ah. I knew that I knew that line was perfect for you, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Chiefs the Chiefs play very well at home. Uh, and uh, you know what? For some reason, I, I I think that they'll play inspired football just because you know they 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 want to play out their hearts out for for moms. Uh, Packers Packers will win the game, but I'm gonna take the plus four. So you're taking Packers money line and Chiefs uh, covering the spread. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Or Chiefs beating the spread. Okay. Uh, how are you How are you feeling about that, Vaughn? Are you, are you feeling the same way? Or do you feel Green Bay is a little bit more dominant on the road? Yeah, I, I have to ride with Aaron Rodgers and them here. Uh, I mean, especially after what he just did to – I mean, I know the Raiders' secondary has got awful. Uh, but what he's done without Devontae Adams' top weapon has been so impressive. Uh, in the last five games with these two, the underdog is 4-1 and one against the spread. Makes you want to lean towards the home team, but – I got to ride with Rodgers and the Packers. I think they're for real this year. Take them with the spread. Saw a recent rumor that Corey Davis could be going to Green Bay. The talks that happened. If that happens, do you feel the same way, Dre? Uh, no. Uh, Packers roll over the, the Chiefs. <laughs> okay. All right. I just had to ask. Miles, come in on this uh, green and red fight. Do you Are you riding the Packers as well? Oh, I was so excited for this game that Patrick Mahomes had to go out and screw it all up by <laughs> dislocating his kneecap. And for anyone who has any hope of Patrick Mahomes playing this Sunday, I guarantee you it's not going to happen. Um, there's no way they're going to rush him back that quickly with the injuries he's been sustaining. And they're most likely just letting him practice and not ruling him out just so that way Green Bay has to kind of game plan for both Aaron or for both Patrick Mahomes and Matt Moore, you know, be prepared for whatever can come out. Um, Andy Reid loves the game plan, we all know that, but I can guarantee it'll be Matt Moore out there on Sunday. And like I've been saying, no run game, the Chiefs offense has to rely on Patrick Mahomes. And now they've got no Patrick Mahomes to rely on, they got to rely on Matt Moore with no run game. 
And that doesn't sound good. And their defense already isn't enough to win them a game where you can have a serviceable quarterback put up like 10, 15 points and win you the game. Aaron Rodgers didn't go out there and decimate Kansas City. So I, I don't even think this game's going to be a little close. I'm going to go with the Packers to cover. Perfect. Paul, come in with the next with the next pick here. Are you, are you riding that Packer train? So far, it looks like it's Packers across the board. Yeah, I, I think the Packers will get this win. I, just a couple contrarian things, just so you know, people have something to think about. Andy Reid has extra time to prepare for this. Uh, he's like the master of the screen game. I expect a lot of motions out of the, you know, eye candy and screens to slow down that Packer pass rush. Um, Sammy Watkins is supposed to be back this week. That gives him another little weapon on the outside. Um, I mean, will it be enough? I, I don't I don't think so. Uh, not with the way Aaron Rodgers is playing right now. Uh, but, you know, they, they could hang around in this game. I just think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game. Um, but they, I think the Chiefs have enough to cover. Just a couple angles I like to bet all the time are good teams with backup quarterbacks in their first start and non-conference, non-divisional game, home dogs. So I'm going to take the pack. I'm going to take the Chiefs to, against the spread and the Packers to win. Perfect. And and I'm I'm going to pick Green Bay as well on the road and just has an Aaron Rodgers game written all over it. Um, I do like Andy Reid's mastermind with game planning, so I think the Chiefs are going to hang around in this game. Um, and then you'll have you'll have Aaron Rodgers do his Aaron Rodgers thing um, in the fourth quarter and win a close one, um, either with a field goal to take over the lead and the and or Aaron Rodgers holds that ball all the way to where there's no time left and and uh, they win the game. But I, I think the, the Green Bay Packers will win this game. I don't think they will cover. Um, Aaron Jones, owners, you guys are going to be very happy this week um, with with his production. Uh, Jamal Williams, owners, beware. Um, this is this is an Aaron Jones game written all over it uh, in prime time. So, as we move forward, hey, we're going to uh, go to the. The quick fun fact: that Chad Henney has been activated by the Chiefs, which actually means that the Chiefs have. Uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, old quarterbacks because yeah. Matt Moore <laughs> was a spare. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Miami Dolphins backfield for Kansas City. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a that's gonna be terrible. Okay, so we go to our Monday night game, which is the game we already started talking about just a minute ago. That's my bad. But Pittsburgh playing host to Miami. Pittsburgh, 14 and a half point favorites over the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Paul. We have to. So, Paul, how do you feel about this game? Uh, I think uh, Mika wants to stick it to his old team. Uh, it's a chance for Rudolph and the guys to, you know, get some game reps together. Maybe Juju goes off finally. Uh, but as a longtime Steeler fan, and I'm just going to tell you guys, you should never lay double digits with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't care how good they are, Preach. how bad the team is. Don't ever do it. I'm taking the Steelers to win, but they are not going to cover two touchdowns. That's that's solid advice. And I'm going to go over to Vaughn next. Vaughn, how are you feeling about the Steelers? I've never heard anything more true in my whole life. <laughs> the, the Steelers, don't get me wrong, the Steelers are monsters <laughs> on Monday Night Football. 
They've gone five and one against the spread. They never lose, but they're terrible coming out of a bye, and they play down to their competition every time. Absolutely, the Dolphins cover. Steelers are gonna win, but the Dolphins are definitely covering. Miles, seems like solid advice so far. How are you feeling on this game? You ready for this? Oh no! All right. <laughs> you ready for this? I'm gonna tell you right. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't believe in the Steelers. Uh oh. And I believe Miami's gonna go out here and get their first win on Sunday or on Monday night. Whoa. Uh, oh, wow. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why. Because I watched a lot of that Bills Dolphins game and the Bills are no team to be slept on. That's an amazing defense. Nowhere near the caliber of Sarah. They're way above the Steelers defense. I love what Fitzpatrick can do. Not what he has been doing, but what he can do. What he can do is give you really big games. And this is the perfect opportunity to go out there and have a big game. Because the Steelers are banged up. Mason Rudolph is back. We're still unsure about James Conner on offense. Um, We could be seeing Benny Snell and... I don't even think Jalen Samuels is playing, so it'll probably be Benny Snell's for majority of the game. Uh, you go to their defense, once, like I said, not playing that well. So, what makes me think Miami is just the sole magic that we will see from Fitzmagic. And I love Preston Williams. Watch this kid have a huge game on Monday night. Miami upset. Stay in school. Wow. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Come on in with the next pick here on this one. How do you feel about Miami? My- you riding high with the Dolphins? I'm in a- <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to. You'd probably need to hire Ace Ventura on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Laces out. No, I'm writing with the with the with the Steelers fans on this one, uh, and I'll listen to to them as well. So Steelers win, but they won't cover. Yeah, I, the reason why I even asked the question of Patriots Steelers defense because I do think the Steelers defense is going to have a big day. Um, I, I pegged this game as the turnaround time where the Steelers' defense actually becomes pretty dominant in the second half of the season. I know Steelers fans are going to call me crazy, but I just have that feeling. So mark it here on week eight. I feel the Steelers' defense with their, with the cupcake type of schedule and the offense of their faces, I, I really think this could be a very stellar defense in the second half of the season. But I do not think they will cover the spread. I think they will dominate this game. But Fitzpatrick, if he plays the whole game, I do believe Fitzpatrick can lead, get some points on the board. If they score 14, that's enough to cover the spread. They score 10, that's uh, pushing it. So um, I, I think that uh, that the, the Dolphins will score points. I, I think the Steelers will win handedly. Um, but I do not think they are worth 14 and a half. So um, that's my pick for primetime pick. I mean, that leads us to the last game of primetime pick for this round two segment. We're going to get into the fire round next. So going to be a little bit speedier. Keep us on your earbuds are on your radio and we'll be back to you in just a moment as we move to round three want to remind everyone traveling to the alamo city during the beautiful fall and winter seasons keep satx rated handy for the latest information on new events 
restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX Rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like being front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. Right out the gate with our round three pick, Tom. It's our fire round, which means that we're going to go breezing through these late games and these Sunday games. Uh, We're going to start off in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams play host to the Cincinnati Bengals. 13 and a half point spread for the what were the struggling Rams that came out firing the last couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and start with Miles. Miles, how do you feel about the Rams and the spread, and who do you have winning? I'd love to tell you there's going to be no winless teams after this week. That just ain't happening. Yeah, no. Cincinnati, Cincinnati doesn't even stand up. I fucking hate Cincinnati, too. I just Something about him. I can't stand Andy Dalton, even though I put my faith in him a couple times in my picks. But I watched that Falcons game. I watched the Rams slaughter them on defense, slaughter them on offense, and the Bengals are no better. So, Rams, and they cover. All right, Dre, you feeling the same on the Rams? Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be a very easy game for the for the Rams. They're gonna score like forty points, so Rams and they cover. All right, Paul, how are you feeling about the Rams? Same thing. Cincinnati is completely a match unit right now. They don't have either their pat any of their edge rushers, their cornerbacks. I think they had five offensive linemen out last week against Jacksonville. Todd Gurley should just smash this defense. Those linebackers are terrible. L.A. win and cover. Vaughn, are you writing uh, this Ryan's hype so far? Yeah, Cincinnati's terrible. Uh, L.A. just got their first win after three L's. And, uh, yeah, there's no reason why they shouldn't demolish Cincinnati at home. I'm going to keep the same way. Our, our, another sweet pick for all of us, the Rams and the spread. This is a, this is a very bettable game. The Cincinnati Bengals like to keep games close, but the Rams, talent-wise, are just so so spread out. I will say this, and call me crazy, but this will be a Joe Mixon redemption game. I do feel Joe Mixon will have a standout game. So, Joe Mixon owners, you've been waiting all year for Joe Mixon to break out. You heard it here on Into the Lab. It's his breakout week. He will be out and about running. Maybe a screen pass or two, but he's getting the end zone this week. As long as he doesn't piss off Aaron Donald. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> don't piss off here and don't go fight, please. Please. My goodness. Devontae Freeman would have been demolished. I don't know what he was thinking. Like... I feel like uh, Nate Robinson picking a fight with LeBron. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, go to the next game Indianapolis playing host to the Denver Broncos. Don't know why I wanted to say Denver Nuggets. So the Indianapolis Colts, six points favorites hosting those Broncos. Dre, how do you feel about the Colts at home by six? This this is going to be the snoozer of the week. So oh, <laughs> oh, it's not San Francisco. It's not San Francisco. No, I actually believe that's going to be a very fun game. So the first time ever <laughs> will be worth watching. <laughs> wow. Just yep. wait. By week by week ten, I'm gonna have a sound bit that's gonna be the snoozer of the week. You just wait. It's gonna happen. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, I like the oh. Colts. I believe they're very underrated. And, uh, you know, we just saw what Brissette uh, is capable, capable of doing. And, uh, yeah, they're going to win this game. And, you know, Joe Flacco sucks. <laughs> so, and they don't have Emmanuel Sanders anymore, so he's going to suck even more, if that's even possible. So, Colts I'm gonna take cover. I'm going to take a small pause, and if you aren't watching the Astros game right now, Justin Verlander just threw a ball into his own leg. It's <laughs> worth the watch. It's it's the craziest thing. Yeah, he fell on his back, threw the ball into his own leg. It's it's hilarious. So if you aren't watching that, go watch that blooper. All right, uh, Miles, how are you feeling about uh, Indianapolis? Ooh, maybe I'm a little crazy, and I, I think I demonstrated that a little bit earlier than my Miami pick. But I'd like to go out and say that the Colts are the second best team in the AFC. They beat the Chiefs, and that was a statement win. Then they go on a bye week, and then they go play Houston and beat Houston. And those are the two teams below the Patriots that that would everyone say would be like second or third best. And they beat both of them. So I think the Colts, aside from the Patriots, are the team to beat in the AFC. The Broncos are a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> and I greatly would love to see Joe Flacco throw five interceptions this game. <laughs> Colts cover. All right. So, Vaughn, why don't you come in? Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on that and say the the Colts are definitely the second best team in the AFC. I mean, last week was the real test. They've already, like you said, they beat the Chiefs already, they beat the Falcons and the Titans. Uh, Obviously, not that impressive of teams, but uh, Denver's one and six against the spread in Indy. The overs hit like money in this game. I think this is a game where the Colts put up a lot of points and Denver's kind of depleted after trading Sanders. And if Cortland Sutton or Phillip Lindsay don't have it going, I don't know who's going to be scoring points for this Broncos team. No offense. Paul, come bring us towards the latter part of this pick here. How do you feel about Indianapolis? Um, I like uh, an actual Indy Houston teaser this week. Uh, I'm putting that out there. Um, just a little thing. I mean, they could be a little bit of a letdown after that Texans win. They did lose to the Raiders at home, but I just feel like Denver's tanking. So uh, I'll take Indy straight up and against the spread. Perfect. And and obviously, I'm picking Indianapolis with the spread for this for this game. Chicago Brissett's going to have a, a pretty big game. I, I don't think Denver um, will be able to dominate the line. I think in the trenches, if you look at Indianapolis, that's where they win their game, is they control the line of scrimmage. Um, very similar to the Cowboys of a few years ago, and that's, that's what I like to compare our great teams to, or the Dallas Cowboys, if you didn't know that already. And, um, and so... Uh, Indianapolis, um, second best team in the AFC. Yeah, no, that's a garbage take in my opinion. I, I am not a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're a good team, um, but I think I don't want to. I don't want to fall for the hype right now. I do think the Texans are the best team in that division. Uh, I think they got out coached in Indianapolis, but I like to see what happens when Indianapolis visits Houston, and um, and what that looks like, and and how that series comes out, and the AFC shape, South shapes up. 
Um, if the Texans were garbage, I guarantee you, I'd tell you guys the Texans are garbage. But I do think the Texans are the most talented team in the AFC South. I just, I just like you guys know, Bill O'Brien is just Bill O'Brien. I don't think, I think every Houston, I think every Houston Texans fan, every NFL fan knows what that means. Just Bill O'Brien is Bill O'Brien. So um, that's what I got to say. But I, I think Pat Mahomes is the Chiefs. Probably the second most talented team um, with Pat Mahomes' back. Um, I know you said right now, so I'll give you the Colts may be the, the fourth, the third or fourth best team, but um, I do think the Texans are better than them, so I wouldn't put them over the Texans yet, even though they did just lose. All right, so who, who picked who picked? Um, because I was, I just turned into the Astros game, so I I, I missed on that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Astros game, Dre. Um, um, I don't think anybody did. Did did uh, unless it was Paul. Paul, did you pick against the spread? No, I got in the easy cover. Yeah, I think we all did. I think we all covered. All right. Cool. All right. Let's keep in the same division. Tennessee playing host to Tampa Bay. This has been my most 50-50 matchup, I think, of the week. Uh, Tennessee two and a half point favorites over Tampa Bay. Um, and I will start with this one. You know, you just don't know what Jameis Winston is going to shoot in these games. And Ryan Tannehill surprisingly looked really good last week in that Tennessee offense. So with in the, the battle of, of God knows what happened. So um, I debated this game for about an hour in my head. And I finally said, if I make this three point shot at, at the gym, then I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, and psych, I am not going to pick. Paul, who do you have in this game? <laughs> <coughs> Just remembered the rule. So can you imagine that guy having 30 grand on the end of that game last week? What? Oh, I know. I would have been puking. Uh, <laughs> I know. But I I don't know. I'm going to take the Titans straight up in the cover. Uh, Tampa Bay is missing, like, the tire right side of their offensive line. So I think Gerard Casey and them guys get off at home, and I'll say the Titans win and cover. That's wonderful. And you know what the rule is. So, you know, for me, I'm going to go against the rule. I'm actually picking Tennessee with the spread as well. Oh. And here's the reason why. All right. So you convinced me. First first off, I have three reasons. Number one, I made that three-point shot. So I was going Tennessee the entire time. <laughs> Second thing is that Derrick Henry likes to run over terrible defenses. This may be that 200-yard week. So look out, Derrick Henry owners. This may be that week you've been waiting for in this Tannehill offense. And number three, I just cannot put money on Jameis Winston. So difficult to say, yep. hey, I'm going to put money in a parlay or I'm going to bet with my gut Jameis Winston's going to cover or he's going to pull the upset. So um, this is my rule. Don't bet Jameis. But in a game where I have to make a bet in this Tennessee-Tampa Bay matchup, I am going Tennessee with the spread. Sorry, Paul. I know this is the second week in a row. I'm not going with your rule. Yeah. But we did win last week. Yeah, I know. I did win last week. Vaughn, what do you have? I'm back in the Titans minus two and a half, too. I think their defense is going to be the factor. They allowed 19 points last year, 16 points now. Uh, and you guys already know how I feel about Jameis Winston. So give me the Titans. I hate them, but I'll take them. Yeah. Hide your seafood and not bet <laughs> on them. I have the same rule. Miles, how are you feeling? Two teams that are just betting nightmares. Um,. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to pick when Tennessee's going to win, Tennessee's going to lose. And I missed on that last week, but I mean, the Chargers kind of fucked that one up at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> thumbs. 
So we're all living in that world. It's just such a toss up. It's like, once again, flip a coin, then pick. Uh, but I'm going to just agree with the crowd here and say Tennessee covers because I said Tannehill would be the downfall of Tennessee last week. And in fact, he was the reason that they pretty much won aside from that last minute fucking destruction of the entire Chargers offense. Uh, yeah, and ten- Tampa Bay's defense is terrible. So Derrick Henry's going to have a good game. Tannehill can stay consistent. Don't see why Tennessee couldn't cover. Yeah, that's a good pick. This game did open at uh, Tennessee at four and a half. So people are betting on Tampa Bay. So that's just so you guys know that that's where it's come down. Dre, I, I know you got you got kicked out, but it looks like you're back on. Uh, Tennessee by two and a half at home over Tampa Bay. How are you feeling? On yeah, this wouldn't let me get back on. I don't I don't know why, but <laughs> I, I made it. <laughs> Every- Wonderful. Downhill last, after I started uh, watching the Astros game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. Um, Greatness comes. All right, I'm done. I don't know. I'm just gonna say Titans and they cover just to keep it keep it simple and, and we can uh, move forward. So all boys, that's three. That's that's. Five. And we all picked the Titans to cover. That's three sweet picks, guys. I told you guys this week was looking looking a little simple, but we're not that simple here. Uh, Dre, put it down for fantasy relevance. I did say that Derrick Henry is gonna have his 200 yard game this week. Oh, again. I'm, I'm gonna live by that word. So you're going you're going with them two yeah. weeks two weeks in a row. That's right. I'm, I'm pounding Derrick Henry. Probably shouldn't. Say that. <laughs> All right. So, wow. so uh, <laughs> New Orleans Saints are playing host to the Arizona Cardinals, which may be Teddy Bridgewater's last homestand. Ten and a half point favorites um, in the wonderful Mercedes Superdome. Let's go ahead and start off with Vaughn on this one. Vaughn, how are you feeling about the Saints at home? And do they uh, ten and a half is a terrible number. Um, I would definitely be fine with nine and a half, but either way, the Saints should win this game by double digits. Arizona is allowing 27 points a game, and they're three and seven against the spread in the last 10 in New Orleans. Uh, with Drew Brees and Kamara back, you got to take them. Even if Teddy Bridgewater's QB, you got to roll with the Saints. All right, Paul, are you feeling the same uh, way? Yeah, Patrick Peterson's back for the Cardinals this week. Um, I've seen something, too. New Orleans defense hasn't given up a 100-yard rusher in 29 games. So that doesn't that's not good if they make them one-dimensional. Um, and the Cardinals, they, yeah, they won three in a row, but those teams are like three and 18. So I'm going to take New Orleans straight up. I don't like the hook with the 10. I think that's probably right around where this is going to end up. But I'll say New Orleans straight up and they cover. But try to get it under 10. All right, Miles, how are you feeling on this game? Teddy Bridgewater already had his last homestand in week five, I believe. I think Drew Brees is going to come back this week. He says that's the plan. Uh, It's looking like it's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, I it's the Cardinals. It's not a very risky matchup to put Breeze back in, so why not do it? Let's get him warmed up against a very off-bat or terrible defense and then go into the bye week. They already said that the bye week isn't going to have a factor on their decision, whether Breeze plays or doesn't play. It's just basically how does Breeze feel on game day. And 
knowing Drew Brees well enough, I think that he'll be ready. I think he's going to want to play. He's probably hyped. And, you know, Cardinals suck. So <laughs> why not go out there and put your best quarterback out there to put 20 or 30 points up on them? Uh, even if he doesn't play, um, it's not going to be close for the Cardinals. And I've been betting against way too much and doubting Teddy Bridgewater. So even if he's the quarterback, Saints cover. All right, Dre, are you feeling the same way about the Saints? Have they sent up a prayer and it's going to be answered? Uh, I missed I missed on Miles' pick. Uh, I was watching Carlos Correa bat. So <laughs> <laughs> you did this. You he picked the Saints and the spread. You did this, Ernest. You did this to me. I was <laughs> I was 100% focused on, on the podcast, and, and now I'm watching it again. <laughs> It's the World Series. It's the only exception I'm going to make for this. That's definitely true. And it's the Astros. So, so Miles, Miles, uh, Saints and the cover, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And so, I guess, I guess we're doing another sweep then. Oh. Look, it's, it's trending that way. That's for sure. All right, so, yeah, I'll, I'll keep the streak going. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go back to watching baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I am I am picking the Saints in the spread as well. Um, is that 100% certain that Breeze is back this week, or is that just what he it says? It says that he's, it's looking like it's going to be a game-time decision with the plan for him to play, but that he's just going to wait and see how he feels on game day. Yeah, he said he wants to play. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe he will and, play. I think either way, whoever plays, it, it, it's going to be a New Orleans and a, and, a, and, a, and a win. Just how big that spread's going to be is how many yards Kyler Murray's going to throw through the air, um, considering that's my backup fantasy quarterback this week. So, Lamar Jackson on a bye. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's a starting quarterback this week. Well, I'm in a 2 key league um, with Derek course, Carr as my other quarterback. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Ouch. But, um, yeah, New Orleans in the spread, for all intents and purposes, I, I definitely would be betting this game. Um, let's let's move on to a rapid fire with the last five games that we have left for the week. Um, let's start off with Detroit hosting New York. Spread kind of large. Seven-point spread for Detroit, defeating the New York Giants at home. Let's uh, go down the line. Let's start off with Paul. Who do you have in this game? Uh, you got to check the injury report on this game. They're missing the Lions. They're missing Slay, Davis, Snacks Harrison. They traded Quandre Diggs. Um, I like the Lions, but I don't think they cover. Okay. Uh, Vaughn? Yeah, I way? think the Lions are going to win. The Giants will cover. I want to take the Giants to win so bad, but I can't. Lions need a win sometime this year. Miles, feeling the same way? Yeah, exactly, almost. I, I really want to take the Giants. They're on a terrible skid right now. Um, some their fault, some not. Stupid fucking threes. Carry-on's out for at least eight weeks now. And Quandre Diggs, who is one of their better corners, is gone. <sighs> Fuck it, New York. Ah, Whoa, you're taking New York to win? I think New York wins. Wow. Wow. I'm jealous. Uh, Detroit's usually your upset. It's usually my upset, but they're not the, they're not, they're not the, they're not the underdog this week, so they're not going to. Oh, I know, but I just figured that that's your pick. That's your pick. Well, some scandalous stuff right there. Dre, what are you feeling on this game? More scandalous than the golf is being. 
They struck him out. <laughs> Dre. Dre, come back. Turn the TV off, Dre. <laughs> hey, Astros had a man on second base, so... It, it, all right. I'm back now. Dre, that was like five minutes ago. That was like five minutes ago, buddy. Yeah, but... but, but... But I, I, I'm, I, I didn't see that, so. Indonesian TV. I had to, I had to rewind. I had to rewind the game a little bit. <laughs> okay. Who do you have in Detroit, New York? Um, what, what's the line? Seven points. Uh, no, yeah, the, the, the Lions are at home, and like I said. The trading digs away doesn't really matter because Will Harris is a heck of a player. I actually wanted him to be drafted by the Packers, so I, I did follow him a lot um, before the draft, and I believe he's actually going to be an upgrade for that Detroit defense. So um, I will take the Lions at home, and uh, they cover. So I'm actually saying the same way as Dre. I think Detroit's defense is going to be fine. I, I think they do cover as well. This is why you have two Johnsons on the team, so that when one goes down, the other one can step up, so you don't miss a beat. Um, I think Ty Johnson has a big day. New York's defense is terrible. I, I really enjoy hearing you, Miles, with that pick, though, because of that passion. I am just going giant. That's awesome. I like that. Von's jealous. So I, 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 they keep it up. So um, we'll, we'll move on. Jacksonville playing host to the Jets, six point favorites. I will start with this game. I think Jacksonville is going to uh, not show some ghosts to Sam Darnold, but may kind of scare him a little bit. Um, I do think Jacksonville wins this game. I do not think they cover the spread. Um, Leonard Fournette will have a decent game, won't have a stellar game. Um, that Jacksonville offense will be led by Mr. Garner Minshew, and I think he will be fantastic. Um, let me go over to the Minshew Mania man himself, Dre Rogers. How do you feel about this game? You, you, you just called it Minshew Mania will run wild this for this week. He will be back. So book that. Minshew will go off for 280 yards, and he's going to throw for two touchdowns, and he's going to run for another one. And the Jaguars will make Darnold throw at least three three more interceptions and they will win this game. Book it. Strong words from a strong man. <laughs> Vaughn, how are you feeling on this game? I think this is a game before the start of the season. I tell you the Jets are going to win all the way. I don't feel that way at this point in the season. They're leaving a lot to be desired. Uh, I'll go Jags win. Jets will cover. I think it'll be a close game. But I think the safest bet here could be actually be the over. Both defenses allow over 20 points a game, and the over-under set at, what, 41? So yeah. I'd probably feel more comfortable than that. But, yeah, Minshew Mania should have a good day. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Miles, what about you? Oh, man, Sam Darnold's probably contemplating suicide after that Patriots game. Then <laughs> um, Jacksonville's defense is no joke either. Obviously, no New England's defense, but uh, – they could shut down Le'Veon Bell and then force Donald to make big throws, which he's clearly not adept to doing right now. So I'm going to go with the Jags. But mm, something about me wants to say this will be less than six points. So I'm going to say Jags don't cover. Perfect. Paul, round us up here on this uh, pick. Pretty what much you have? off with these guys. Um, the Jags have Houston next, so there could be a little bit of look ahead there. 
and, and I yeah. feel like when teams get embarrassed, they usually come back and play hard the next week. And that Jets defense, they put up a fight against New England. Like, they got put in a lot of bad situations, and, you know, it wasn't it, – they didn't play very bad, I'll say that. Um, I think the Jags win at home, but the Jets cover. Yeah, just to clarify a little bit and piggyback off what you're saying, I do not think that Leonard Fournette has the same yards he did last week. I don't, I don't think he crosses a century mark, but he may get a touchdown or two. He may still be rele- he will be relevant fantasy wise, but as far as yardage, he won't be able to pace the game and keep that clock running like like Jackson was going to want, which is what I think is going to throw off the rhythm and why this game is going to be close. All right, so Atlanta playing host to Seattle. Seattle, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm going to start with the Falcon Wiz himself, Miles Bloomquist. How do you feel about this bird bowl? Oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. This is going to be terrible. Uh, the Falcons and Seahawks are rivals, and... That Ryan might not even fucking play. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even want to analyze this shit. Seahawks fucking destroyed Atlanta. (laughs) Dre, how are you feeling? Dre? Oh, I'm next. My bad. Stop watching the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the line... The line start before before I, I give out my pick. I just wanted to know how Miles, uh, what Miles did, how many shots he took after they traded Sanu away. <laughs> wasn't shots. It was more in joints, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it definitely had to quell my depression on that trade, and is the overall Falcon season. <laughs> okay, it's okay, Miles. It's okay. There's always the draft. <laughs> yeah. If if you if you actually think about it, the last time that you guys did really bad, you you took Julio Jones. So you you never know. That's not that's not even true because we did good that season, then traded up. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing your knowledge. Damn. Speaking of the Seattle game. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that line started at, at, at minus three and a half, and, and, and you just said it's up to five and a half. So I guess for some reason, people are picking the Falcons. <laughs> Actually, Seattle, right? So, yeah, Seattle, Seattle, five, I'm just going to listen to Miles. Seattle, five and a half. <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm taking Seattle with the spread for obvious reasons. Uh, playoff Seahawks. Paul. Uh, you, what is your pick I'm for this with game? You. I mean, there's not much to say right now. I mean, I don't know if Atlanta can fog a mirror right now. I mean, it, it, yeah. especially if Matt Shaw plays. I, I mean, I don't see how they... Not fucking Matt Shaw. Yeah. Matt I mean, Shaw. That's how I feel. It was supposed to be the future of the Texans <laughs> one season. <laughs> yeah, at, at one point it was. <laughs> Maddie, it turned out to be Maddie Lice. All right, Vaughn. What do you have for this? This one? episode should literally be sponsored by Brooms because we're all just 
sweeping it up, man. I'm, exactly. I'm rocking the same way. Hawks minus five and a half. Oh, man. Our fifth sweep of the night. Say Let me to watch it. The best thing that's going to come from Atlanta this week is that Dan Quinn's ass is going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's, there's that positive attitude. All right. So, last two games of the, of the week, and we have some dudes. I really think we are not sweeping these two games. We're all going to have different opinions. Carolina visiting San Francisco. San Francisco, five-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to start with Vaughn. How are you feeling about the undefeated 49ers this week? Oh, I didn't want to go first. One year, everybody else, I think. <laughs> I, I really wanted to pick the Panthers to get the win. Um, Carolina is literally dominant in San Fran. Nine and one against the spread. 14 and three in the last 17 overall. Uh, but I really think this 49ers defense is something else, man. I'm going to take the Panthers to cover. I think it'll be a close game, but the Niners get the win at home. All right, Paul, you're next. How are you feeling about the Niners? Uh, same, I feel the same as uh, they got they got some injuries there. That's big for them. Um they really haven't placed a, a back like CMC, so I want to see what those linebackers do against him in space because that's what they're going to have to do. They're not going to be able to pound that front for San Francisco. Um, I'm going to take San Francisco to win at home, but Carolina to cover. All right, Dre, you are next. San Francisco five and a half point favorites against the visiting Carolina Panthers. Who do you have? Yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting test for the uh, Niners because they haven't seen a running back like Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I believe the defense uh, is actually going to allow for McCaffrey to have a good game, but. I still believe that the, the Niners' defense is really good. And uh, I, I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. So I, I might I might actually play play the under on this game. Uh, I, five and a half is too high. So I, I, I'm, Niners will – no, I'm, I'm just going to call the upset. The Panthers win. Screw this. <laughs> Man, going with the upset. First upset call for this game. Miles, how are you feeling? I want to do a quick analysis here. Um, Carolina has won four games. Three out of those four games, they won with 30 or more points. So their target threshold here should be trying to get into those high 20s, pushing 30s. For most of their games coming up, because if their defense can't hold off teams to less than 20, which they've only done once against Houston, which, to be fair, is quite impressive, in a game where they only put up 16 points, so that was obviously a defensive battle. Um, that's just not going to happen against San Francisco. This defense is way too good. The most points they've allowed is, what, like 20? Mm-hmm. So, even if Christian McCaffrey is unstoppable, they can't score more than 20 points solely with McCaffrey against this defense. I'm sure he could do it against tons of other defenses, but not not San Francisco. So I'm going to go with the 49ers and they cover. All right, so Miles going with the spread on this one. I have got to be honest, boys. 
I am picking the upset. Carolina remains undefeated with Kyle Allen under center, making them have to make a decision between him and Cam Newton as Cam Newton comes back to 100% after this week. Um, I think Carolina um, is a, a very good team. And when they have their defense rested and good to go, and Christian McCaffrey is going to have fresh legs. I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for San Francisco. Maybe some offensive scheme issues as Sanders integrates into the offense. I don't think they're going to be as smooth as Sanu in New England. Um, and I do think San Francisco is going to face a true test, a true contender in the NFC um, alongside with them. Um, maybe I'm giving too much credit to Carolina, but I do think that Ron Rivera plays a good scheme when he's going on the road. Um, and he always plays teams close. So I'm picking Carolina to win this game. Uh, on the sheer point that I, I think they have better coaching right now. Um, and I don't think they'll be, they'll be able to run the ball as effective against that linebacker core of Carolina. So they'll make Jimmy G throw. All right. The last game is going to be the Houston Texans, seven-point favorites against the Oakland Raiders, Miles quarterback. And um, we will start this game with Dre, Houston, seven-point favorites, and we're talking about the Texans, Miles, not the Astros, <laughs> against Oakland. Uh, what do you feel about this game, Dre? Uh, <clears throat> you know, both both teams are very uh, hard to uh, to trust because, you know, one, one week the Raiders play well, then another week the Texans also play well, but then the next week both really suck. So... Um, Texas are playing it at home, which obviously uh, gives them an advantage. Uh, but uh, screw this, Texans win, but they they, they don't they won't cover. Uh, the Raiders are going to keep it close. All right, Miles, you feeling the same way? Uh, yeah, I' gonna have to say that the Texans win. And they don't cover. Okay. All right. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? I like this is that other half of that teaser with Indianapolis. I think I think Gary O'Connelly could have some information about Oakland's offense uh, that he could pass on to them this week. And there is a little bit of look ahead for Houston with Jacksonville next week. I think Houston wins and covers. All right. And uh, Vaughn, are you feeling the same about Houston? You having that same confidence? Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a high scoring game. The uh, over unders already rose three and a half points. It's over 50 now. I think that the Texans should put up 30 on this garbage have. Um, and the favorite owns this against the spread trend. So, got to ride with the Texans here, minus seven. Uh, I think they definitely score over 30. And like I said, Watson gets back on track. Yeah, I think the Houston defense is, is good enough to cause some turnovers where they'll keep Oakland from staying on pace with Houston. I don't think that the other way. I don't think Oakland has the pieces to keep Houston from scoring um, when they need to. So I think Houston wins this uh, with the spread. I think if you have Texans, you play them. If you got lucky and got Kenny Stills off the waiver wire, um, sorry for you. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I think Kiki Kuti's going to have a huge game this weekend. DeAndre Hopkins back on track. I think Houston paces this game out, but it's it's going to be something like a 34-20 game, something of that nature. There'll be some, there should be, there are going to be some points, but definitely over that mark. 
Um, but that'll do it, guys. You know, what an episode what where we... The, what about the charges? Go ahead. Did I miss that game? Oh, did we not talk about that? I don't believe we did. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, back it up, guys. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. All Somebody right, wanted to so go watch the game. <laughs> Man, look at that. I guess we're going to have to hold off. It's already the bottom of the fifth. What are you guys doing to me? I'm just kidding. All right, so Chargers visiting the Bears. And I have it right here. I just skipped over it. Bears are at home, the noon game. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with Miles on this one. Miles, how are you feeling about the Bears at home against the Chargers? Two teams that's really hard to evaluate at week to week. Holy fuck, the Chargers could not fuck that up any fucking more. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I, that's all I really got to say. They, not even just this game. They're fucking up their whole season. Jesus, they suck. I want to go with the Bears in this game. They cover. Yeah, just because he's pissed <laughs> off. You hear that? All right. <laughs> Vaughn, how are you feeling yeah, on this the game? The home team and the favorites, 4-1. Uh, Chargers are terrible in Chicago. I think the Bears get the win, uh, cover the spread. But, yeah, the Chargers, they're just going to find another way to lose a game. They're not just terrible in Chicago. They're terrible everywhere else. <laughs> oh, man. There's some salty words coming from a salty man. <laughs> Dre, how are you feeling on this game? You know, I've, I've been behind the Chargers uh, for most of the season. But, yeah, they've been playing horribly the last couple of weeks. Uh, and even though uh, Trubisky sucks and I think the Raiders are overrated, I believe that they'll win this game at home and cover all right, Paul, are you still feeling the Bears as well, or are you feeling differently? This is so tough. This is a coin flip for me. I, I, after the way the Bears showed up last week, and, I mean, what are the charges? I mean, are you just going to say, finally, that Eckler's the guy? I mean, the offense goes when he's in there. I'm going to take the Bears again this week, straight up, and it gets the spread. But I, who knows what's going to happen in that game? Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon, could he be uh, somewhere else by the end of this week? Who knows? Um, but Austin Eckler is a very good play fantasy-wise. I think he has a, he has a good week this week. Um, Chicago likes to give up points to the running back, especially uh, pass-catching running backs. Uh, Chicago wins with the spread. It, it's the only way to end this episode that we all pick another sweep. <laughs> it just, just makes sense. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. If you're listening on this episode, any sweep pick we make, parlay that and we want to have <laughs> all right, so just, just, just do it all seven. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's half the games that we picked all the same. But I, like I told you before that the episode even started, it seemed like it was that kind of week. Um, Chicago defense will make key stops. Chicago's offense will do enough to win this game. Um, defense probably score again, make them elite. Um, but, you know, guys, uh, when it comes to the a- analysis, when it comes to the um, stats and, and talking about these games, really appreciate everything you guys bring to the table and everything you guys um, bring for this show. We're at the halfway point for this season as the NFL Pick'em episode for Overtime Heroics. Really appreciate everything you guys bring to the table. Shout out to John, shout out to Steve. Um, Look to have you guys back. But on today's panel, Miles Bloomquist, Dre Rogers, Just Paul, Vaughn Dalezell, and your host, Ernest Silva. We appreciate everybody listening out there and giving us the attention. Share us, retweet us, do everything you can to get our names out there, but we appreciate you. This is the Into the Lab podcast for the NFL Pick'em Show for week eight. You guys have a great one.
You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. We'll be right back.